Oh, Kevin Durant, he's the best. Oh, KD. Oh, I love KD. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevster. Daddy. Hit play. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. It's only Tuesday. I just had that moment where I was like, damn, it is only Tuesday. Only Tuesday. April 12, 2022. Less than a week away from Dreamberries and Bunk Cake at Mastro's in Laguna Beach. Hell yeah. I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about, and I'm, I'm not going to take any garbage from you today. You better be ready. We're going to talk about the pet peeves of food and culinary disasters. Disasters. BuzzFeed put out a list yesterday of the worst things people do to food. And I'm just I'm just up in here saying, man. It's not good. The habits and the things that people do to their food. Is it just because you hate the food and you're going to try and get it down? Because some of the things that we're going to talk about. I have two words. Nutella. Yeah. Nutella. N- no. Nah, I'm just good. No. Why with the Nutella? Ooh, no. hey. Hey, now. What the heck happened there? That was like a shock on the ear from the headphones. You going to be okay? No, I might not make it. Anyway, the point is we'll talk about food atrocities coming up because I think we – we. I think some people don't understand what they're missing out on when they when they do this stuff to their food. Fat. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Jake is going to talk about Kevin Durant and his love and espouse the greatness and the um, unbelievable uh, dichotomy of uh, genetics and. Um, I want it. Yeah, how shall I say? Thirst for one's anatomy. Right. Uh, right. When it comes to Kadizzle, the Slim Reaper. Right, right. And stuff. Right. Favorite athlete by far? Yeah, for sure. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Dead or alive? Is that a real question? Yeah, I don't know. Dead or alive or just alive? Just alive. Okay. Yeah. Favorite dead athlete is? Um, I don't know. Are you being serious? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I know, right off the top of my head, I'm telling you, it's Kobe Bryant. Easy. Put me on the spot with these things. Yeah, it's probably Kobe. <laughs> How I many athletes do you like that are dead? I don't know. Well, I have to think about you know, it. Oh, Babe Ruth. What do I just um, roll out of the rack and be like, all right, what dead you know, athlete is I gotta my tell favorite you, athlete? I, 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 I mean, listen. I mean, Bob Cousy, fuck. Is Bob Cousy dead? Oh, man, I hope Bob Cousy's dead. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Bob God Bob, rest your please. soul if you're dead. And if you're alive, you're dead. That's out of the window. You might want to post it on Facebook. Anyway, the point is. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Favorite dead athlete. Maybe that's a topic we should do tomorrow. I mean, yeah, it's Kobe. It's Kobe. Yeah. Who are some other famous dead athletes? I can't even Walter think. Walter Payton. Ah, oh, fuck off. Why would you like too long? Well, Trump card. Um, <laughs> Walter Payton is probably. Yes, it's Walter Payton. Good call. Good call. Okay, I feel dumb. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right, let's t- <laughs> let's talk uh, Quinn Snyder and the Utah Jazz. Um, we've been telling you, and I guess new reports are coming out. Um, listeners are sending me links to 
Um, you know, the, the, the Mark Stein article from yesterday about how Quinn Snyder and the jazz are buddies that we reported a month ago. And we've talked a lot about Quinn Snyder on this show. I think we can all agree with that. But now the question prevails Will Quinn Snyder be the next head coach of the L.A. Lakers? And this is an interesting question because we now know that the L.A. Lakers want to interview Quinn Snyder for their head coaching job. And we also know that the Lakers want to interview several current coaches for their head coaching vacancy because they fired Frank Vogel yesterday after three years in a championship on the job. So, Jake, the question is, A, should the Jazz facilitate that interview, and B, do you think Quinn Snyder would leave for the L.A. Lakers? Um, no, they should not facilitate that interview. Um, and I would just like to say, quick quick note on Frank Vogel. You just said the Lakers fired him after three seasons in a championship. Correct. How? How, bro? And this is the conversation. And this directly correlates to the Jazz. Should they facilitate that interview? Hell no. Are there people out there that think that Quinn Snyder is is the worst head coach in the league and he's the only reason this team is struggling? Yes, absolutely yes. We hear it every day on the show. We see the comments. And what I'm here to tell you today is this is not all Quinn Snyder's fault. Are there some conversations to have around Quinn Snyder? Absolutely, positively yes. The rotations, um, you know, coming out of timeout plays that he draws up. Yeah, there are some things to talk about with Quinn as there are with every head coach. But I want to make sure that we're all on the same page about Quinn Snyder and his contribution, number one to the organization, but number two in the day-to-day with this with this team. So number one, Quinn Snyder has been here like 10 seasons now, I think it is, nine or 10 seasons at this point. He's done nothing short of sensational work with this organization. Remember, we're talking about the Utah Jazz with all due respect. This isn't the Lakers. This isn't the Celtics or the Bulls. Like, this is a team that is is not in a major market. This is a second-tier team that he has elevated to a postseason contender and a title contender in some people's eyes. <clears throat> so he's done a hell of a job. But I think whether we're talking about Frank Vogel and the Lakers, whether we're talking about Quinn Snyder and the Jazz, or whether we're talking about any head coach and their team, you know, at some point it becomes incumbent on the players to actually go out and do their damn job. It comes, it, it becomes, you know, necessary for Royce O'Neal to take the shot in clutch time in, in the corner. It becomes, you know, necessity that Rudy Gobert develops his game, that Don develops his game, right? Quinn can't go out there and dribble the ball for these guys. Quinn can't go out and make the shot. Quinn can't go out and make sure that Jordan Clarkson doesn't turn it over five times a game. So I actually think that they should extend Quinn Snyder, provided provided that they change the group of players here. Because if you're just going to work within this same formula, there's no point to extending him and keeping him around. You might as well just just go and get a new guy, start fresh with a new voice, and and hope for the best, you know? But as we've discussed, they are going to change the roster. And this wait, team wait, wait, is going to look wait. different. See, I think this is what happens when we talk about this stuff. I think we go too far. Why should the Utah Jazz extend Quinn Snyder? From what I understand, and I could be wrong, Quinn Snyder has two more years left on his contract with the Jazz. So why would you extend him now? This team has disappointed in the playoffs, a team that he's been the head coach of um, for almost a decade. Why are you going to extend him now? You extended him previously. Let him, let him you know, advance through these playoffs. 
see what happens, and then once you remake this roster, then we can talk about, hey, are we going to give Quinn Snyder a contract extension? Because i got to be honest with you. If you're not going to blow up this roster, I'm not interested in having Quinn Snyder coach this group of players anymore. I mean, it, it is there's only so much impact a coach can have on a roster. And I think at this point, if you're not willing to make wholesale changes to the players that are on this roster, Quinn Snyder's probably not the right coach for this group of guys. If we're being really honest... I think you would need a different voice in the room. Now, having said that, if you're going to blow this roster up, yeah, absolutely. Extend Quinn Snyder, make him the head coach for the next five years, and let's go about our business. But if if you are not going to blow this roster up, extending your head coach, and this is just my opinion, I, I mean, obviously you feel differently, but if you're not going to blow this roster up, I don't see any point in keeping Quinn and his staff around. Yeah, I agree. That, and, that's, and that's basically what I was saying. Like, if you're not going to make changes, you're doing the same thing. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to just keep doing the same thing over and over again, you know? And, and again, that's why I say, like, I think to the people who are like, well, Quinn doesn't make any adjustments. Well, I don't think he's got the players to make adjustments. I don't think that he's got, he's got what he needs to, to fix what ails this team. You know, why are we blaming Quinn Snyder for, you know, guys like Royce O'Neal who refused to shoot the three in crunch time, you know, like that type of play it, you can't fix that, 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 is literally Royce's choice or or Jordan Clarkson's choice to force a play or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I mean, should they facilitate the interview? No, they should not. I, I, I wouldn't. I If I'm the Jazz, I don't help the Lakers on any level at all, ever, you know? And if I do have to do business with the Lakers, I'm going to make sure that I get mine and, and that we, that, you know, we win the trade or the Jazz win the trade. That's how That's how I'd be going about it. As far as the Lakers are concerned. So we'll see. But but no, I wouldn't be facilitating the interview. I would not allow them to interview him. And yeah, I mean, I guess I'd make him play out his contract, but that's not really how head coaching positions work. I mean, you're 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 either going to you're either gonna let him just run the contract out and let him go to a new organization, or you're probably gonna extend him before this but current I, deal's I, done. I, I'm not advocating <laughs> and by the way, we're talking about this because, you know, Mark Stein claims that the Jazz are working on an extension for Quinn Snyder, which very well may be true. I'm told that that would not happen until the summer. And again, I think Quinn Snyder's a really good head coach who has not met expectations at the team level. This team was expected, rightly or wrongly, and I've said for two years wrongly, but this team was expected to contend for an NBA championship. I personally don't think the roster's constructed to win at a high level in this league. Not in today's NBA. Mm -hmm. That's not Quinn Snyder's fault. He had a team with the best record in the NBA last year. They didn't change that team almost at all, the core group of guys. And you had the fifth best record in the, the Western Conference this year. That's not Quinn Snyder's fault. But what I am saying is, if you're, if you're not willing to, to openly talk about what's wrong with this team, why are you willing to talk about an extension? That's just not the right way to go about things. And I will also say that when you look at the dysfunctional organizations around this league, and I'll point to the Sacramento Kings, you know, like this story came out about how the Kings were all in place to trade for Jordan Clarkson before, before, he was traded to the Utah Jazz. The reason that deal didn't go through, Vivek Ranadive, the head, the, the head man, the owner of the Sacramento Kings, wanted to go out and, and think about it. He wanted to take time. So the Cavs said, well, no, screw you. We're going to trade Jordan to 
the the Utah Jazz in one of the biggest thieveries and robberies that we've seen in the last five years in a trade because Jordan Clarkson obviously would come to the Utah Jazz, win sixth man of the year, and be part of the reason that the Jazz had the best record in the NBA last year. Yeah. All of that to say, I don't think there's some onus or some need to go out and extend Quinn Snyder right now. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think that I, the thing is, is we don't know. I mean, unless you're in the organization, you don't know where Quinn and the front office are as far as timelines are concerned. So I agree. I wouldn't extend him tomorrow. But I do think that that, you know, this summer when you make all these roster changes, obviously you kind of, you got to look at the head coach and make a decision there, which is, all right, you know, yeah, like you were just saying, he's got two years left on the deal, you know, but if you're if you're Danny Ainge and you're Justin Zanuck and you're Ryan Smith, you're sitting here saying, all right, we got this roster in place, we've done what we can do, what do we want to do with Quinn? And I think that Quinn is more than capable of winning a title in this organization, provided he's got the tools to do it. And I think Quinn Snyder will will never be the reason you don't win a championship. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more likely Rudy Gobert is the reason you don't win a championship in his salary. It's no, no depth off the bench. It is, you know, no ability to draft players right now because you just don't have the assets. You have all these things that you're trying to dig out of, right? Quinn Snyder is the least of your problems. And I agree with you. I understand that there's a lot of jazz fans who don't like Quinn Snyder. I understand there's a lot of jazz fans who don't believe in Quinn Snyder, but it's hard to argue. It's almost inarguable yeah. that the roster constructions, the problem it's not Quinn Snyder mm -hmm. and you don't have to like his rotations, but he's won and he's won a hell of a lot of games and he's won far more games than most other NBA coaches. Now, do his teams collapse late in games? Yeah, they do. Are you too one-dimensional offensively and rely on the three? Yeah, you are. But what else are you going to do with this group of players? Because you lack athletes and you lack guys that can attack the basket. Yes. So, in my opinion, I just I don't see Quinn Snyder as being some huge part of the problem for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like we're in a place where, where you know, you, you have this, you've got a LeBron-led team and you're – you know, getting booted from the playoffs because the coach doesn't know how to run the team. Not to say that that's what Frank Vogel did, but I'm just saying it's not like the Jazz have this elite roster and all this talent and they should be dominating teams. Right. And Quinn's just like running a bad ship. I mean, that's not what's happening here. And that's why I say like uh, for the people who, who, who are pro get rid of Quinn, go find me another guy who's available that is as good or better because I got news for you. Those guys are not around. Those guys are signed, coaching their teams, and going through the playoffs. You know, Monty Williams is not going anywhere. You know, you've yeah. got you've got uh, what's his face in Memphis, Casey. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's not going anywhere. You know, you you've got all these guys like Nick Nurse is a great head coach who the Lakers are going to pursue aggressively. So my thing here is is understand that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. If you're going to change head coaches, number one, it better be a fit with this new roster you put together this summer. But number two, it better be worth it because the, the, the biggest like mistake you could make here is getting rid of Quinn for a guy who can't come in and deliver. Well, and I think Taylor Jenkins is an interesting guy to bring Taylor up. Taylor Jenkins, yes. Because, yeah, the head coach at Memphis, yes. because him and Quinn Snyder are very close friends. They work together in the, the the Spurs organization. And you leave guys in place like that, and you see that good things happen, right? Quinn Snyder, you can say anything you want almost about Quinn Snyder. He sucks as a head coach. He has terrible rotations. 
again, it's inarguable he's done a ton of good things. You can go ahead and go back to the Ty Corbin days if you like. Nah, I'm fine. I'll stick with Quinn Snyder. Because Mike D'Antoni is not walking through that door anytime soon. Right? Like the the guy that you're going to see that is going to replace Quinn Snyder whenever that happens is probably going to be a young head coach. You are probably looking at somebody that's not accomplished as a head coach. Yeah. Um, and unless you're willing to pay big money, because I guarantee you, like, I think Mike D'Antoni's probably the next head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, and it's going to cost them. Because where is D'Antoni now? He's on Steve Nash's staff at Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what's going on in Philly, tell me that that's not Houston East. That's exactly what it is. The general manager, James Harden, you look at the roster makeup there, it's the Houston Rockets East. It makes sense that Mike D'Antoni goes there, right? Yeah. But who's the Steve Nash that's the next head coach of this team? There really is not one. You are going to wind up with an inexperienced head coach coming in here to run this show. And I'm telling you, that's a mistake. In my opinion, you can only look as far as Gordon Hayward you know, going out on, on restricted free agent visits to understand why you do not want Quinn Snyder talking to other co- Dude, other this teams. ain't even a conversation. He should not be talking to the Lakers or any other team. This is not, this is not a, a, a well, we got to respect Quinn in his space and we got to let him view the best opportunity for his career. No, unequivocally, no. He should not be talking to anybody else. And, and, and if you hear... Otherwise, that person does not value Quinn Snyder and his contribution. I, I mean, I just I can't see, especially because it's the Lakers. I don't hate the Lakers, but if you're the Jazz, you really want your your head coach, your playoff winning head coach, talking to the Lakers. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not not even a little bit. No, and I think uh, excuse me, it was pointed out that uh, Mike D'Antoni is an advisor with the Pelicans. Excuse me for getting that wrong. Um, but I look at some of the other names that are being floated. Do you really want Doc Rivers? Do you really want to play in a <clears throat> in a pond with like one of the hottest candidates in the NBA right now? Um, is Kenny Atkinson the the assistant with the Warriors or Phil Handy the assistant with the Lakers? You're telling me you feel like that's an upgrade to to Quinn Snyder. I just don't see it that way. And I'll say again, and I I know I've said this a ton on this show. I value Quinn Snyder. He is an elite head coach. I do not believe he's going anywhere. Yeah. I do think that they will pay him whatever it is he needs to be paid. I do think it's another reason why, you know, when I tweeted what I tweeted a month ago, none of these things will be discussed until this season's over. Yeah. And I think when the season's over, Quinn Snyder would be open to talking to the Lakers. I do. I think it would be dumb business for Quinn Snyder to turn that interview down. I, but I also think it's far-fetched to believe that Quinn Snyder will leave this situation in Utah with one of the hottest young owners in the NBA to go to the Lakers and try to, I mean, steer that Lakers ship through a pond of crap. Like, I, I just don't yeah. know. I don't know why you would do that. That doesn't make sense. Quinn Snyder obviously has worked for that team in that organization, but I don't necessarily believe that that's a reason why he would be their their next head coach. Yeah. I think Quinn Snyder would be the number one candidate for any vacancy should he not work for the Jazz anymore. But that doesn't mean – and by the way, somebody was asking me on Twitter yesterday why the Jazz would allow him to interview. It is true that the process is in place that, yeah, the Jazz have to give permission because he's under contract to them. 
But it's up to Quinn Snyder if he goes and interviews for that job. They will go to him in – my guess is the Lakers would go to his agent and they would go to the Jazz and they would say, hey, we're interested in talking to Quinn for our head coaching vacancy. The agent would go to the team. Um, the team would talk to Quinn Snyder in some way in that chain of communication. Yeah. And they would say, Quinn, would you really like to go and interview for this job? Is this something that you want to talk to them about? Never. And if Quinn says yes, they're going to let him go interview for that job. And if, if he says, well, you know, why don't we work out his agent? My guess is if his agent is savvy and he is, um, my guess is his agent will say, okay, well, let's extend Quinn. And then we don't even have to worry about other openings. Agreed. That Agreed. to me is, that's, that's the way business gets done in the NBA. That's my guess that that's how this will go down. Um, but Quinn Snyder's always going to be a candidate. The problem is, is Ryan Smith savvy enough as an owner to navigate these waters. Yeah. I don't know. Does does Ryan Smith realize what he has in Quinn Snyder? I don't know. Ryan Smith, I'm waiting for you to impress me. I'm waiting for you to impress me because you haven't yet. Yeah. I'm waiting. And this summer, the, the moment the season ends, you need to, to kick the ball down the hill and start rolling. Yep. Because I think my guess is they already know what they're going to do. They already know if they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. They already know if they're going to blow this roster up. I mean, we always hear about, you know, like when when the KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn thing happened, we we heard a couple months later that they had already knew that that's what they were going to do. So it's not far-fetched to think that the Jazz know what they're going to do. They've had conversations, and, you know, it's just it's moving now. I don't know. You know, I see a lot of people, you know, mentioning the name Sam Cassell. But why is Sam Cassell somebody that's attractive to you? Because this is a guy who has been under Doc Rivers' wing for many years now. Mm -hmm. And I agree he's going to be a head coach somewhere. I don't know where that is. But does Sam Cassell really fit into what you do in L.A.? Or, excuse me, in Utah? I don't know that he does. I think he may well fit in for the Lakers. I mean, Sam Cassell would be a great interview for the Lakers. I don't know. I, my guess is that if Doc Rivers is a free agent, that's his job because I don't think Quinn Snyder is going to be a candidate. I really don't. Yeah. I really, really don't think that he'll be a candidate. All right, let's get some of your thoughts in here. Uh, Edgar Garcia, good morning to you, friend. Jeremy Bolton, what's up? You're early today, Jeremy Bolton. Teddy Wayman, how the heck are you? Eric C. says, Diego Maradona, rip. Yep, Diego Maradona, one of your favorite dad athletes. We we started the show this morning um, riffing on your favorite dad athlete. And Jake slapped me in the face with Walter Payton after I had said Kobe Bryant. Yeah, My favorite dad athlete is Walter Payton. Mm -hmm. There's just no doubt about it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of famous dad athletes, but... Walter Payton's my guy. You're probably Kobe Bryant. I would have to yeah, think. Yeah, Kobe. I mean, yeah. Baker Mayfield is dead. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's he's yeah, it's not good. Uh Greg Hawkins, what's up? Uh new Greg Hawkins sitting in a bathtub shirtless in a in a in another ad because Greg Hawkins is famous. Uh oh. Just saying. Just saying. Good job. Good on you, Greg. Jordan A says morning. Hey guys, drop. Oh. Hey Jordan, guys, Jordan A drop. Wants the hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey, hey, hey guys. Hey Jordan. Good to see you. I love that people continue to call for their own drops. Hey guys. Uh, Edgar Garcia says, I think he will. Money talks. And with them blowing up the team this summer, it would be a good time to do it. Oh, I see. I look at it the, the exact other way, Edgar Garcia. 
I think Quinn Snyder knows this team needs to be imploded. Yeah. And if you bring in a new group of guys, and if you bring in wings that can attack the basket, my feeling is is that Quinn's there's no better head coaching candidate for this gig than Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Because that guy, I'm telling you, I I don't know. I hold Quinn Snyder in higher regard than most people do. I look at him as almost a basketball savant. There are not many people I would hire over Quinn Snyder. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I'm hoping the Jazz value him the same. Uh, James Knight says, morning, lads. What's up? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Vogel was the fall man because of the ineptitude of the the organization. Yes, correct. He's just a fall guy. Yeah, he's he's a nothing. Uh, He's a straw man. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. Uh, And Garcia says, uh, morning, muchachos. Morning. And Garcy, good to see you. He says, um, maybe because Quinn's rotations and adjustments are awful. Yeah, sure. That's something we can talk about. Edgar Garcia says, I'm not saying he should go. I just think if Snyder has had any thoughts of leaving, he would uh he would for the Laker job. I think a lot of people value the Laker job. I think the Laker job is akin to the USC job. I, I think that the Laker job is 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 tumultuous. I think it is very volatile, but at the same time, if you can win a championship there, you're you know, you're a legend. Leonard Donnan Endelove, LDN, says Don't Nick you Nurse know is. who I am? Yeah, seriously. Nick Nurse is rumored to be the top candidate for the Lakers position. Well, I think most people, if you read the 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 headlines this morning, it's Quinn Snyder. So you're welcome, Nick by Nurse the way. is a top candidate for everyone's head coaching position. I mean. You're and, welcome, you know. by, by the way. Yeah, I, you it, are welcome. I tweeted that yesterday. Yeah. You know. You know. They were they they would like to interview Quinn Snyder. Do you want to set up the meeting? You know, uh, you know, Rudy Sanchez says morning, fellas. Uh, LDN says the Jazz need Nick Nurse because he is a better offensive coach and a brilliant defensive coach. Uh, Championship coach. Okay. Uh, forgive my ignorance, but doesn't the head coach have a significant say in the construction of the roster? He does not. No, he does not. Um, well, I should say in dysfunctional organizations like, uh, Gail Miller's Utah jazz that we saw over the last five years, he did not. So when Gail, because Gail was very much detached from decision-making. You're so smooth with it, bro. What? In dysfunctional organizations that suck. <laughs> like- <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said the jazz under Gail Mil- Miller's uh, leadership were about selling cars. Yes. This yes. this organization was was about selling movie tickets. It Bro, was not put, about winning games. Dude, they put a practice facility next to a car dealership. What else do you need to see? Brilliant move, by the way. But now they the Miller family obviously doesn't own the dealerships anymore. Yeah. So, you know. And Garcia says Sam Cassell, God's damn it, champion on multiple levels. Playoff winning LMAO. Uh Alia Kraft says the only problem with Q is in-game adjustments, which Ty Lue, Spo, and Kerr have. They always had a surprise in the clutch. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I just don't know. Again, this is what I ask, and I ask this every time this comes up. What adjustments do you want Quinn Snyder to make? And the other thing that those guys have that Quinn doesn't is they have multiple guys who can hit a game-winning shot. So you don't know who they're going to go to, which is why they have the element of surprise. And obviously, Avi... Uh, Quinn Snyder's job is to do what he thinks is best to win games. And the number one thing people complain about, and we complain about it as well, is where are the young guys? The problem is I think the one guy you can complain about not playing right now is, is Jared Butler. I mean, you see, and I think you're seeing it more recently, but Daniel House, you're starting to see the faltering 
as he gets more and more minutes. You're starting to see the three ball doesn't go in as consistently. Now, his tenacity on defense, his athletic ability, he runs the floor. Like, he does a lot of good things. But I'm telling you, with guys like Eric Pascal, Eric Pascal's a 10, 12-minute night guy. That's it. Like, there's not a whole lot of upside. And I don't even know what Jared Butler's upside is. Frankly, I'm a little surprised that he dominates in the G League and shows up in the NBA and more times than not shoots air balls on threes. Yeah. Stupid turnovers. Okay, well, we can coach that stuff out. But if you're Quinn Snyder right now today with this group that you have, you're playing Jared Butler over Jordan Clarkson or, you know, like, I don't know that Donovan Mitchell and, and Jared Butler work playing next to each other today right now. Yeah. I, I don't. I think the turnovers would be too egregious. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Quinn Snyder looks like Emperor uh, Palpatine after he accidentally electrocuted himself. Could, could be true. <laughs> he does. Quinn Snyder does put off that corpse that vibe. so well done. He does put off that corpse vibe, does he not? <laughs> yeah, let's add him to the dead athlete list. Okay, jeez. No. Um, I think Quinn Snyder does have that I am dead on the inside watching yeah. Rudy try to dribble the ball feel yeah. about him. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, spot on, Greg, of course. Uh, best dead athlete, Andre the Giant. Oh, pro wrestling dead athletes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, Scott Hall, absolutely one of your favorite dead athletes. Oh, I mean, there's so many dead wrestlers. Thank God Ric Flair's still alive. How is... Like how did how did all these other guys die and and Hulk Hogan is still alive? Like talk about injustice, Jesus. When when Satan doesn't even want you, you know that you're a degenerate, Hulk. You know that, Terry. Anyway. Anyway. Bench freaking buckets oh miss for the last five minutes. <laughs> buckets oh miss. Okay. Jeff Johnson says, Sup, fellas. Duh. Yes. Caleb says jazz in four. Okay, that's optimistic. Do you think Luca Doncic? Luca, Luca, you prick. Yeah. Do you think uh, <laughs> your thoughts on Luca's current situation? Because it is a little precarious. Yeah, I mean he's it's, he's, it's, he's it's got rough. a calf strain. Spinal. Do you risk? And it depends where on the calf it is strained. Uh huh. Um, I happen to know quite a bit about calf strains just because, well, I'm a doctor or at least I play one. Yeah, I play one on the podcast. And when you have lower back pain, it's almost always your calf. Um, (laughs) you know, you need to perform surgery. It's to fix your calf. You got to get an appendectomy. I think that's HIPAA. Yeah. Anyway, the point is (laughs) what I'm trying to say over here. No, I'm kidding. Obviously. Uh, I know quite a bit about calf strains only because a, I had a serious calf strain when I was younger and B, I mean, it's just a normal, it's an injury that happens all the time. Um, yeah. What I would tell you about the calf strain game is that it depends on where it is. If it's on the upper part, the meatier part of your calf, that's almost always a better strain. If it's on the lower part down by your ankle where, you know, where your Achilles tendon comes in, that's when you get scared. That mid to lower calf strain is a real biatch, dude. And the yeah. way that he strained his calf kind of plays in with a with an Achilles factor. Yes. Because his his left leg was fully extended behind him with his toes flexed on the ball of his foot and he went to push off sniper and yeah, I mean I, I, I think that I, look, I I think that he will try to play. 
my biggest thing for Luca is getting Kevin Durant. Like having that Kevin Durant injury where you tried to play hurt, popped your Achilles, and yes. now you got to come back from that. And I think that the Achilles thing is very much still feared in the basketball community for good reason. But at the same time, I think Kevin Durant has showed you that you can come back from it and be fine, you know, and be the same guy you were. So I don't know. I, I, I think the real question in the meat of the Luka conversation for Dallas is, are do we think that we're a title contending team? And and I don't think that they are, you know, I think they're a good team, but Dallas. they're not. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. I don't think that they're a title contender. So with that in mind, I don't think that I would be pushing Luca's Luca's body any more than I had to. I would not risk an Achilles tear. I just wouldn't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. My dog, who's going back to the vet, I think is trying to lick his ass right now. He had surgery. He had a thousand dollars worth of surgery. Rhino, Rhino, hey ass licker. Thank you. No. <laughs> he goes fire and fury. And by the way. No, I'm not talking about the dog liking the way his ass tastes. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You um, said that he drags his butt on the floor. Okay, so my dog has spent the better part of the last three months licking his ass for breakfast. And he is a sick puppy. He snacks on it, and then he has it for dinner, too. Um, so we thought it was because of moles and ass vacuuming and whatnot. So we went through the process, X, Y, Z. Um, and he wasn't doing it. He was licking his foot, I think, but it's fine. Now my wife showed up with the, the e-collar, <laughs> otherwise known as the, here. yeah, the cone <laughs> of shame. Uh, but my point is, um, the Dallas Mavericks are not a championship contender. Yeah. I would agree with that. There is no reason to risk next season with Luca. And I think Jason Kidd's going to meet with the media today. Luca had an MRI yesterday. Sources inside Mark Cuban's rectum said that it was a calf strain and he has got no timetable for a return. Yeah. We'll see what JK says today. My guess is that he's going to miss a few games in the series. If it's seriously damaged, he's not going to play. He's done for the year. He will begin rehabbing and we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I would not risk Luka Doncic next year. This is not a guy that is in peak physical condition. Um, much like us well i am in peak physical condition oh okay look zion take it easy my bad the point <laughs> is yeah the the point is luke is not a zion yeah look chubs <laughs> so it, it's not like luca's like some cut athlete he is a uh how shall i say he's a three biscuit <laughs> guy he likes his uh you know what i'm saying desserts and stuff I'm a carb-eating motherfucker. He is. He and he drinks full sugar soda, I'm sure. Um, anyway, the point is, but your wife's never hotter than your mom, so how do you live with yourself? My question is, is it worth risking Luka? Because I don't think they're a championship contender. With Luka playing, and if he's 90%, yeah, they're better than the Jazz. They win this series in six games. We we go on about our business. Without Luka, they're not going to win the, this series. I think it, it would be the Jazz in five without Luka Doncic. Yeah. The Mavs might win a game because they're way more athletic uh, than the Jazz. But I think this is a five-six game series, if 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 that, without Luca. Hundred percent agree. Um, let's see. Uh, oh wow, favorite dead athletes. Uh, Greg Hawkins says best dead athlete, Rich Piana. Yeah, the uh, bodybuilder. His heart exploded man, in his chest, dude. You know, the funny thing is, we were talking about steroids at the gym yesterday um, because I'm thinking about taking some roids. I'm not actually. Um, you know what I did yesterday for the first time in months, years, I, I took pre-workout. 
Oh, boy. I didn't really feel anything. I did not have exploding rectus maximus afterward. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I just didn't feel like it didn't get me all jacked up or anything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of guys at the gym who are like, hey, look at me, Natty Ice, baby. And it's like, yeah, you don't have 18 sets of traps if you're on uh, like Natty, bro. Natty. So Rich Piana was a guy that was a Hulk. He was a What do you bitch? And one day he just died of a massive heart attack. Yeah. There's a lot of those guys out there, unfortunately. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Tanner says, man, those Donnie drops are golden. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> By the way, as you're coming into the show um, and you're, you know, joining the conversation, who's your favorite dead athlete? Jake's is Baker Mayfield. Mine is Walter Payton. <laughs> what? What? You're not even supposed to say to that. I don't know. Uh, nothing, probably. Uh, don't be rude. K. Nuren says, I would rest anyone with this injury. If he's a starter, he sits. Yeah. Caleb makes a great point. That's why stars uh, sit out those games. Jason Kidd played him only for that to happen. Shake my head. He should have took the suspension. That's the irony of the whole thing. Lucas should have been suspended because he's a loudmouth jerk. And he had gotten his 16th technical file. But, hey, we're going to rescind it. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Mark Cuban's on Shark Tank. We better rescind it. <laughs> Shark Tank is a great show. If you're not watching it, you're dumb. Uh, you're you know. dumb. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, some advice on the pre-workout stuff. David Mina Domingo. <laughs> okay. Put your seatbelts on for this comment. <laughs> if your pre-workout doesn't make you lick your ass. <laughs> Like that poor dog, you probably need a stronger pre-workout. I'm a man! Wow. Lick your ass. Now, let's be honest. If I could lick my ass, I probably wouldn't be working out. I'd be at home licking my ass. Uh, but I can't, so I'm not, because I do work out. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Yeah, could have done without that, David Mina Domingo. Thanks for that one. You're now going to be referred to as Domingo. Uh, Tanner Plummer says my favorite dead athlete. I wasn't old enough to see him play, but I would say Reggie white. How do you know? You didn't see him play. Hey guys. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Teddy Wayman says Kobe for me. Yeah. I think it, for most people it's Kobe. Yeah. It's Kobe. I mean, I can't even think of other, other dead athletes. Like who would it be like? Let's do a list of, um, the best dead wrestlers <laughs> because they're like Carrie Von Eric, you know, the best, um, date of death. They have, they had, you know, like he, yeah, he brutal being a wrestler is not fun. No, being a wrestler is not fun. Like it's not something that you, yeah, no, man. I've never taken steroids. That's a lie. Roger that Roger Clemens, one of my favorite dead athletes, uh, Cane and B12, you know, I'm just saying, like, there's so many that... There's some names. Oh, man. Names. Dude, there's so many that died under the age of 40. Like, just Chris Candido, Test. Oh, Test is dead? I didn't even know that. He's a brilliant guy. Yokozuna? I knew that. Owen Hart? Yes. Owen Hart died in the ring, <laughs> jumping off the top rope. Eddie Guerrero? Yes, Eddie Guerrero. was. He was an ultimate heel. Like he was like a Davy Boy Smith. 
Yes, one of my favorites. Like, there's just so many. That's fucking interesting, man. That you're like, man. Like, it's just crushing that you're, yeah, anyway. There's so many wrestlers that are dead. Like Chris Benoit. Jeez, you remember Chris Benoit? You don't. No. He murdered his entire family and then killed himself. Me? Like, <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Ter Bam Bam Terry Gordy. Yeah. Oh, how? Why did we go down this hole? Why did we do this? This is a black hole. Old wrestlers that are dead. Uh, amazing. Mike Awesome. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's so Miss Elizabeth, the macho man, Randy Savage. Randy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, there's so many great dead wrestlers. Oh, and I'm Eddie Guerrero was. He was a heel of all heel. NWO for that little bit of time in the late 90s. My God. Turn up. Loved NWO. Anyway, how did those figures sell on eBay? Anyway, the point is um, Rip Muhammad Ali, Greg Hawkins says yes. Yeah. Yes. Tanner Plummer says now a dead athlete. I remember playing Kobe Bryant, hands down. Yeah. Has to be Walter. These kids just don't understand. Yeah, I, I Walter Payton was my idol growing up. Like, that was my dude. And he died of, like, renal failure. He had, like, an, a really rare um, disease, and he withered away. And it was really, really – and I've gotten to know his son, Jarek, a little bit through radio and broadcasting and just really rough, really rough. Hey, did you guys hear the story about Darth Tax Evader's son-in-law, Jared Slenderman Kushner? He did a business deal with the Saudis. Yes. Did you guys hear that? Jared Kushner, they're funding, they gave him seed funding for um, a stock trading business, a, a, a fund, a, a hedge fund that he, Jared, hey, um, I need a, somebody to invest my money. Well, why don't you call Jared Kushner? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, the Saudis seeded him. So dumb. For a hedge fund. Okay. Yeah. No, cool, I'm bro. good. I'm good. Um... Playing tournament starts tonight. Mm -hmm. Cha boy. Yep. Kevin Durant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. What? That was just funny. So how did he? How is he feeling right now? Like, I mean, I know you guys Facetime all the time, and Donnie, you're out of your element. I don't Facetime. I should all probably the time. stop with like the homoerotic yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's probably you know because Baker's getting jealous. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Baker's going to get upset here. So Kevin yeah. Durant and the Brooklyn Nets host the Jared Allenless Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Yeah. Any way Cleveland can win this game? No, probably not. I, I mean, again, I, I'll... Any way possible. No. Nah. Any way it happens. No. You can't see a path. Nope. 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 Not Done. even close. I think KD puts up 40. I think that he dominates them. And I think that the, I, I want to say the Nets walk away from this game easy, but I have a feeling that Cleveland's going to make it close you know or like at least make it a game but yeah i think i i you have to go with brooklyn i don't even think it's really a conversation who's speaking of donnie how about oh this story here we go italy seizes 114 million dollars in properties owned by f1 driver nikita mazepin in his uh they believe that it is money that is laundered through his father yeah that the properties are in his name this man was a bona fide scrub. Dude, the oligarchs are struggling. Yeah, man. Um, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Not that I want to get into this. But let's get into it. Does Vladimir Putin get assassinated? What do you what do you think? Like, 
if you had to guess, if you had to guess, does Vladimir Putin get assassinated? It's the fucking vernal equinox. Yes, he does. You think he does? At some point he does, because I, the only reason I say that is just because when you get into conflicts like this Ukrainian conflict, I think that... Because you've been involved in conflicts like this. Well... You from know, your experience. Right. I studied history in high school. Like, hey, I know, man, I know everything. Look, yeah. I took civics. Look, <laughs> when the oligarchs, when people with money are not being allowed to make more money. And they got money. Upset. Had money. They're upset. And and when it the reports say, again, they're reports, so grain of salt. But when the reports are consistently saying for months on end now that that the oligarchs are pissed that that the Russian military doesn't believe in this whole thing. Like there's all like basically that Putin is on an island and he's the only one that wants this. You know you're in trouble. And the problem is is that people with money, whether we're talking oligarchs or or Donald Trump or who the hell ever, you know, Reagan, Clinton, I mean whoever you want to look at, when people with money have something they need to get done, it will be done. Like it will happen. It's just a matter of time. So when you hear, well, Putin's really secluded himself and he's protecting himself. And I think that's for good reason, for good reason. But did you see that that Vladdy put like his top military guy in place now to handle the war in Ukraine? Like that guy is on the ground. There's a new con. Like, I don't think there's any way he lives through this. I honestly yeah. think, oh, he passed away. He had a sudden heart attack brought on by poison. <clears throat> Like that, that, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Like, I think yeah. you can only cost people hundreds of millions of dollars each for well, so long. Well, you're crippling your country. I mean, you know, with the sanctions and everything going on, it's a They defaulted on their debt. Yeah. They, they defaulted on their debt now. Yeah, because so. they, they don't have dollars to pay their debt. So they were trying to pay in rubles, which doesn't have any value. Yeah, um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, not only is Baker getting jealous, but Jake's girlfriend is probably jealous too. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would agree. Tanner also wants to know what Donnie has to do with the last story. Nothing. It was just a convenient bridge to get me there. You know, like <coughs> speaking of Donnie. Yeah. And Jared Kushner is Donnie's son-in-law, but yeah. it is. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, when the American government freezes assets um, of the Russian oligarchs, they can then bargain with the oligarchs to get a regime change. Well, yes. I would be interested to see that happen because I don't think you're giving that money back. But that I could be wrong. Putin will overextend and it could lead to a collapse of his military, Greg Hawkins says. He probably won't stop until he takes all of his Malorussia, which is the area of Ukraine, Poland, Baltic, Belarus, and uh, Moldova. Yes, he. I think he wants to put the USSR back together. You're right about that. He has excellent security, so an assassination attempt would be exceedingly difficult. Yeah. And he doesn't move a whole lot right now. It's not like he's out around. Um, one of the things about uh, Zelensky that's so President Zelensky of Ukraine that's so amazing is they know where he is. Yeah, he's out walking around cities like he's out looking around, and they've tried to kill him multiple times and they haven't been able to do it. Like it's amazing the level of futility that the Russian military there has hasn't shown her. been there hasn't been that major event yet where where it calls it's so egregious that the rest of the world has to get involved yeah but i'm waiting for that to happen whether it's Zelensky's death whether it's you know i i don't know what it would be but something's i'm telling you something's going to happen where we're gonna have to get involved or or nato is gonna have well, to get involved Zelensky more. said it on 60 minutes on sunday 
Um, somebody's going to shut down the skies over Ukraine. Will it be Russia or will it be the rest of the world? And yes, there is risk in putting in a no-fly zone over Ukraine, and it may lead to a world war, but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And the thing that stood out to me about what he said that really resonated with me, and if you didn't see Zelensky on 60 Minutes, you should go watch that interview. He made a really good point. For years and years and years, Europe and the United States were well aware of what Adolf Hitler wanted to do and what he then began to do, marching his troops through Europe and seizing lands and countries, and nobody did anything about it. And the U.S. only got involved when their hand was forced, right? And the world came together to defeat Adolf Hitler. And again, it feels like that's where we are with Yes. With what's going on in Ukraine, I mean, if it's true that they used chemical weapons that they dropped from drones, if it is true that, you know, and I, I believe it to be true, but if they committed um, these atrocities in Buka and you're blowing up apartment buildings and train stations that you know are housing uh, innocent civilians and you're blowing up hospitals and you are intentionally murdering citizens as you walk out of town. How is that any different than what we saw the Germans do? How is that any different than what we saw Hitler do? It's really not. It is the, the, the devolving of society and we are largely letting it happen. We are we're, I mean, we're the, we're the leader in, in this stuff in the world. And I, and, and you know, we, we are the leader of the free world. So, you know, I, I think that it is, it's almost, and this is why I say everyone, I think everyone has a pretty healthy fear of like nuclear war, but I don't think it ever gets there because, because I just don't think that, that, that Putin is willing to, to go that far. I don't, I just can't get down with the idea that you have a guy in Putin who is trying to do all this stuff and is willing to risk the absolute annihilation of his entire country yeah. because without the country and all that, what do you have? So, yeah, I mean, I, it's very much a situation where we're the big brother and we're watching this every single day and waiting until the absolute last second to come in and save the day and be America and we're the best. But the thing that, that makes me crazy is you're listening to you're listening to people like Tulsi Gabbard support Vladimir Putin. You're listening to people like Tucker Carlson on a nightly basis defend what Vladimir Putin is doing. And it's really hard to see like Russian state TV taking those statements and using them. And I, I don't understand like these, like the, the, this idea that like Tulsi Gabbard is supposedly, you know, the leading candidate to run with Donald Trump as his vice president. And yet she's talking about how the United States is no different than Russia and Vladimir Putin is this. Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Like it is remarkable to me that this is the time we live in and this behavior is acceptable but what did anybody notice at oan one america network or whatever it's called is no longer going to be on direct tv and at&t and they filed a billion dollar lawsuit to try and stop that i mean at some point the free ride comes to an end right at some point we get back to no wait a minute i'm sorry did you just defend vladimir putin at some point, we recognize that the Trump administration like supported Vladimir Putin, right? Like we understand that 
going after Joe Biden and Hunter Biden on Ukraine was probably not about Joe and Hunter Biden. We understand that, right? That they were just a, a, a comfortable casualty of whatever Donald Trump was trying to do there. And it was simply just holding the door open for, for Vladimir Putin to walk into Ukraine. Because now it seems like that's pretty clear. Yeah. Like, this is, at what point do we stop this madness? And I'm certainly not to be confused with somebody that supports Joe Biden, because I don't. I think that Joe is, has not been, Joe's not been a stellar president, to say the least. But I just don't see how we're so hell-bent on, like the Rus Russian TV doing a, a, a half-hour special on how Donald Trump can be can win the election in 2024 and the the Russian government's efforts to help him do so. Like what are we doing? Yeah. Like think about that for a minute and then ask yourself what should our role in Ukraine be? What should our role in Ukraine be? We strip them of all all military and financial support during the Trump administration. Stripped them of all of it. And now what do we have? We have them having their citizens making Molotov cocktails in factories that are beer houses, breweries to defend their country. Yeah. What are we doing? Do you like this is, do you hear what I'm saying? Our world is so upside down right now. I just don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Like I, I, I just, it, we are so hell bent on money and, and producing wealth for ourselves that we don't understand the impact of, of our blind eye and what it's doing to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's amazing. We've moved on now from Syria, but do you think the atrocities in Syria have stopped? Do you, do you think that, you know, that Ukraine is the last frontier for Russian communism? Cause if you do, you're crazy. You're crazy. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says Tucker Carlson needs his ass vacuumed. Okay. I don't disagree with that. Uh, and Garcia says, I call BS on mainstream media and TikTok news. Okay. Um, public opinion in America is against war. So look, look for an event to change public opinion to allow the U.S. to get involved. Well, Pearl Harbor is a great example of that. I mean, we were steadfastly against getting involved in that war. Until we were, you know, like 9-11 is a great example of that. We were looking for a reason and there was our reason. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, my God, if, 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 <laughs> you know what? I, the funny thing is, and I can't, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or somebody said the other day, like the Russians were thankful for 9-11 because it, it removed them as public enemy number one in the yeah. United States. Right. Well, now aren't they public enemy number one again? I mean, they have to be now, right? Like yeah, we just think I we just, forgot about the terrorists and the jihadists. I think. Yeah. Look, I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's you know it, we're going to get involved at some point. We all know that, and it's just a matter of time. Greg Hawkins says turning any atrocity into a game of uh, what aboutism is against America, against America is just another form of American exceptionalism. Who? That's a big term. I don't disagree with that. I mean, a big reason why Donnie became president was because of Russia, allegedly. Not allegedly. We pretty well know that. Uh, and Garcia said, but when Iraqis did that, they were considered terrorists. It could be. I mean, 
when you're you can spin anything you want to spin Iraqis never really I mean I think Vladimir Putin thought Ukraine would be Iraq that they that the Ukrainians would just roll over and this thing would be over in a couple of days uh-huh. yeah it didn't turn out that way did not turn out that way so I don't know we'll see uh Russia use use the time from the spotlight as public enemy number one to rebuild and take back the number one slot they did and they came back to number one roaring uh easily bypassing any terrorist because yeah. yeah i think they're the most hated people all right speaking of hated people speaking of hated people yeah let's play some cam newton audio <laughs> this is amazing so we've talked about this we talked about this was a couple of years ago we talked about cam newton mocked a female reporter and i retweeted it because i knew we were going to talk about this today and so there's been a lot of rhetoric about cam newton being anti-woman and then yesterday, he a podcast he was on published Cam Newton saying this. A woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know. You don't know when to be quiet. Guy, what do you, you don't know how to allow a man to lead? Yeah. But you don't know how to cook. That's just not going to fly in today's culture. It's just not. I'm uh, sorry. I like, thought you said that a woman can't be a woman unless she knows how to cook and be quiet. Like it just. Are you kidding me right now? This is a guy who stood at the podium at in the Carolina Panthers facility when a woman reporter, a female reporter, asked him about route running and physic the physicality of running a route and he's like oh it's funny to hear a woman talk about route running <laughs> and everyone's like oh he was just no that's nothing well here's cam newton saying yeah hey uh women should be seen and not heard in the kitchen cooking dinner right and i think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like i'm a boss bitch like i'm a this i'm a dad no baby like but you can't cook Okay. You don't know. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a what? man to lead. You can't cook, and you don't know how to be quiet. Asta, see you yeah, later. Yeah, I just think that Cam. What? This, this is and this is this whole thing. This is why Cam has never been a, a really successful guy in the league. I, I mean, I think to be to be God really successful, Lord. you got to be good with people, and you got to be good at what you do on the field, man. And and I think if you don't have both of those, you're not going to be successful. And Ex- like, Eric and Raleigh, fucking Cam Newton, exactly. Yeah, like right. I mean, this guy is just. I mean, are are any of us surprised by this? Like, I mean, I actually is, am that you would say this out loud. This man was a bona fide scrub. Like, don't talk to me dude. about Cam Newton's a Hall of Famer. I don't. I'm, I don't want to hear that. Oh no, Cam, Cam Newton's Newton, not a Hall of Famer. He is not a. But people say that he is. No. No. Uh, really? Yes. Cam Newton is not a good human. Um, I don't. Again, Satan had a chance to snatch him from our good graces in that rollover accident he was in, and just chose, the fucking vernal equinox. Yeah, chose to throw him back, and that should have been all the indicator you needed. Yeah. Because he is not a good person. Yeah, and I think we just see it time and time again. And I and I think that Cam, I, I, he's just a different dude, man. He he, yeah, he doesn't clearly respect women, but like the way he goes about, you know, his outfits and like he's a very much out there kind of guy. That's so. funny. Two people have commented on the way he dresses. Um, what on earth, uh, Cam Newton? Question mark. Jeremy Bolton says correct. Giggity. Hope you enjoyed the Suns game. 
thank you. By the way, Giggity wore our T-shirt to the Jazz Suns game last Friday night. Mm-hmm. You're a stud. Mm-hmm. He said, Cam dresses like a clown and now sounds like a clown. Yeah. Tanner says, oh, Cam, you're such a D-bag. <laughs> Truth. Eric and Raleigh says, Cam Newton dressed for the job he wanted, and now he's got it. Yeah, unemployed. Tanner says, you know Cam Newton would be a good joker. Oh, he would be a phenomenal joker because mm. it's a natural f- – no. Doesn't make you feel responsible. I just wanted to play that. There's nothing really to talk about. <laughs> he's. I mean, he's not a good human. That's what like, there is to talk about. He's not a good human. Amazing. Amazing that Cam Newton – like, wh- how did you think that would be okay? Yeah. I, I think that a lot of these a lot of these guys, these athletes think that they can just say anything. That that they can you know You can't. And you can't do that anymore. You can't. You know, I just I, I oh Jason Whitlock, uh, big dog O Town. Give me some Mo Bamba there. Uh Big Dog O Town. Mm-hmm. Shout the Mo Bamba. Says, what do you guys think about Jason Whitlock? Well, Jason Whitlock, I know Jason really well. Jason Whitlock, um Jason Whitlock being at Fox Sports is my fault. Uh I apologize. We booked him as a guest uh, on the Jim Rome show. I personally did. Um, but he's talking about he, – he, he's just a cartoon character. Jason Whitlock is a millionaire that is – and if you don't know, he used to be a columnist in Kansas City. And he's worked at Fox, and he used to be on ESPN, the sports reporters, and – he just sticks his foot in his mouth constantly. And now he's trying to get into, um, you know, he, he just, it, it, like he's t- he said something about Will Smith. Uh, he defended Will Smith and said that Will Smith is being used as a, as a tool or, a, a, you know, an example of how we can cancel men or something like right. that. And it's like, bro, Will Smith walked up on stage and assaulted another man. And nobody called the cops. And they dropped that mother. They cheered him for that. Yeah. That's not to be cheered. It's not good. He's not a hero. All right. Will Smith laughed at the fucking joke. You get that, right? Like Chris Rock, nobody knew that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. I don't care who you are. If you were aware that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia, okay, good on you. I guess you're just the man. Chris Rock had no idea she had alopecia. He made a joke about her starring in the next G.I. Jane, to which Will Smith laughed. Because, you know, it was funny. Then Jada looked at Will Smith, who then got up, went on stage, smacked smacked Chris Rock. Then two days later, Jada's like, well, I didn't want him to do that, and I wish he hadn't done that. Yeah. Well, It's a joke. But you applauded him. And now, apparently, he's just a tool to cancel men. And now he's out of the academy, and now for he's ten paid years, a price and for ten years, and now he says he regrets it, and he's crying, and fuck off. Yeah, like you got up on stage and you physically assaulted another man, you committed crime on global TV and got away with it. Hey, it's, look at me. It's not a tool to cancel men. It's called privilege, sir. It is not a tool to cancel men. If you were, what if that was? You know, what if that was a white guy who had gotten up and smacked Chris Rock, a black comedian? Mm. What if that was a poor indigent man of any color who walked up on that stage and smacked Chris Rock? For any reason at all, he'd be in jail. But where's Will Smith? Sitting in a mansion, counting his money, polishing his, his Academy Award, which should be taken from him. Get out of here with that. Jason Whitlock is 
Jason Whitlock what is, is it, what does this say on CNN? There was something detonated. There were um there was a mass shooting on the and I was debating whether to talk about it. Okay, let's not talk about it. There was a mass shooting on the subway in, in New York. And what appears to have happened was somebody threw a smoke grenade into a subway car and started shooting. So there you have it. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast says that's the look of a man in love with a woman that doesn't love him back. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Kay Nuren says being a great athlete doesn't make you a great husband or man. No, it doesn't. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, I still maintain that Smith rock thing was work. Chris. It, it, okay. So let me get this right. You're saying that Chris Rock and Will Smith staged that so that Chris Rock could sell out comedy shows. Well, what about the 10-year ban for Will Smith from, from the Oscars and the Academy? What about the fact that his reputation has been wrecked and he's already lost a movie role over it? What about the fact that he looks like a stooge now and he's a pariah and nobody will touch him? That was work? That was not work. That was not work. The, the fact that he's sitting there yelling, cursing on global television. Yeah. You think that was staged? What are you talking about? Smith did not take a 10-year ban for Chris Rock. No, he did not. No, he did not. No. No, no, he did not. And you know what? If Chris Rock sold out his comedy tour, cool. That was not funny. That was not. No, I don't agree that that happened. All right. Now that you made me bring up a mass shooting. Can we talk about the destruction of food, please? Yes. Okay. We've had a serious show, I feel Yeah, like. I don't know how we got into Ukraine and all this other crap. It got dude. very serious yeah, in this room know. right now. All right, can we have some fun by talking about people's worst atrocities against food? So BuzzFeed put out a list. Yeah. And on that list, they mentioned that people put Nutella on everything, including fried chicken. Fat! You put Nutella on fried chicken? I swear to God, I will, I'm not a Nutella guy, and I would never put Nutella on fried chicken. Okay, let me confess, and I'm just going to confess this right now, out in the open in front of everybody. I want everybody to know, I've never tried Nutella, and I never intend to. Yeah, I, please respect my privacy. Next question. I just won't, but here are some of the examples. I just did a Google search for Nutella topping. You can put Nutella on pasta. Makes me want to puke. Fettuccine El no, Nutella. No. What is wrong with you? Dude. Um, Nachos Bell Nutella, Where which is Nacho Bell Grande. Today? No. Not even Hernan Gomez is putting Nutella yeah, on Yeah, not even Hernan, Wancho, Nacho, Bell Grande, Gomez. Here's, here's some Nutella stew where you mix onions, peppers, and Nutella with beef stock. That's not what we're about. That sounds like diarrhea to Dude. me. Dude. Um... <laughs> Nutella and French fries with ketchup. No. Because it's garbage. You're mixing. Dude. Let me get this right. You're mixing French fries, God's gift to humanity. Man. And cardiologists. Uh, you're, you're mixing French fries with Nutella, and then you're going to top that with, with ketchup. No, What the not. fuck are you talking about? No, you're not. Nutella on your cereal in the morning. No. No, dude. No. 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 Isn't all food crime based on the overuse of condiments? Yes. I believe that it is. Yes. Like, I don't, when I get fries, I don't drench them in stuff. 
I, I like at home, if I air fry some tots or some fries, I'm going to put the fries on the plate. I'm going to get my three sauces out. I'm going to do ketchup, barbecue, and some ranch. And then I'm going to dip in those sauces, and it's going to be fire. James Knight says your dog loves Nutella. Yeah, he also eats his ass for three courses a day. I don't know, man. Donnie, please. Did you guys hear about this brain-eating amoeba that is in dog okay. saliva, supposedly? Nah, I'm fine. Don't let your dog lick your nah, face. Nah, I'm good. All right, some other food atrocities. Let's talk about French fries. Here's, here's French fries. <laughs> See, Jeremy Bolton, you say things that are hurtful. What did he say? My food cancel hot take. The E. coli burger from Jack in the Box needs to go. Stop it. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Stop it. Big dog, your comment got filtered. I don't know what it said. French fries. You eat French fries out of a bag, not out of a little paper container with the golden arches on it. Mickey D's. Pour it McDonald's. out of the container into the bag. Okay. That's it. And then you take your cup of hopefully ranch, but acceptable French fry condiments. Ranch, mayonnaise, no, fry sauce, Dude. or ketchup. Bro, what? Mayonnaise on its own? Mayonnaise, I didn't say I like it. I said oh. it's acceptable. Dude, no. That is a common oh. dipping sauce. Um, no. Yes, it is. Dude. Oh. I didn't say I like it. I'm a ranch guy. I'm also a bit of a barbecue ketchup guy. I like oh. mix mixing barbecue and ketchup what about honey to make mustard? a sauce. The, honey, honey mustard, the problem is. You're it, casual. Yeah, it's hard to find a good honey mustard. Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard to find a good honey mustard. If you can get the Chili's Bar and Grill honey mustard, it's oh, the best in the business. Oh, yeah. It's the best in the business. But I'm telling you, places like Wingstop don't have good honey Dude, mustard. Chili's has the condiment game on lock. It does. It chips, does. Chips and salsa with a half bowl of ranch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I haven't eaten in a Chili's in years. I spent 10 years working for them, which was amazing. Um, but French fries really are, don't put stuff on the French fries. Please. Please. Don't put gravy. Poutine. Don't put gravy on your French fries, you dick. Never. Get the French fries, and if you want to dip it in the gravy, great. Just inject it straight to the arteries, right? Right. Um, but ranch, ketchup, fry sauce. Nah, nah. I'm not a huge fry sauce guy. Yeah. So that's how you do French fries. You yes. don't pour the stuff on top of the fries. Yeah. And again, like when we go back to L.A., we're going go to go to one of our favorite Mexican places and get their asada fries. That's a different ball game. When you load French fries with like asada and cheese and death and everything, and sour okay, cream and pico, it's a and, different deal, yeah, man. Different. That's not French fries and dipping sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yes, dude. Yes. Let's talk about burgers. Yeah. Is peanut butter on a on a cheeseburger acceptable? Yes. Because it's peanut butter, not Nutella. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Let's settle this right now. <sighs> my real meter's in the red, man. Like Your real meter. Keep it real. Keeping it real. I don't think you put peanut butter on a burger. Furthermore, here's one that'll piss some people off. You also don't put guacamole on a burger. What a stupid son of a bitch. But it is acceptable to dip that burger in ranch. Yes. Okay. God's semen is the best condiment. Okay, in the world. did what? you just say God's semen? Yeah, ranch dressing. What, dude? I'm, I'm what? 
<laughs> Were you confused that about something? The word semen was just uttered on this show. What am I supposed to do with that? You just talked about Kevin Durant for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but I didn't say that I liked his semen. Okay. You just said that ranch was God's semen. Look, man, we all have salt intolerances. Bro. I get it. Bro. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm um, it's ranch dressing. I don't know. Call it what you want, man. Ranch dressing is pretty amazing. God's semen. <laughs> it's ranch. That's a new. That's a new one for you. That I mean, that's, hey, man. that's pretty good. Hey, man. I'm just. Yes, giggity. Yes. You dip your fries in the Wendy's frosting. Yes. 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 Uh, Greg Hawkins. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Ranch should be removed from the face of the earth. Go ahead and block him. And we're not sending you a shirt now. Yeah, how do we block this? <coughs> I already sent him one. How do I blo- <coughs> How do I block Greg Hawkins? Let's see. He's a bum. Um, ranch is disgusting. Dude, you're Greg, casual. Greg, you're you're being a casual about ranch. Come on, dude. <laughs> Fisting your burger knuckles dude. into ranch. It's a so you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. So wait, let me get this right. First it was semen. Now <laughs> we're getting a fisting reference. Jesus. Oh, ranch is disgusting. Fisting your burger knuckles deep into ranch is the stuff of nightmare. Daddy? Bro. <sighs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Wow. Who said that? Greg Hawkins. Dude, Greg. You've oh, re- you've and now it, redeemed yourself. And then Engarcy totally got disgusting. Caesar is better. No. Oh, come Dude, on. Dude, I don't want anchovies. Caesar is better. I don't need anchovies. Said nobody ever, ever said Caesar's is better. Dude. No. <laughs> no. Bro. Fisting knuckles. Terribly vexed. Oh. Dude. Dude, wow, man, wow, man. Well, <laughs> talking with Raphael says, well, this is escalating quickly. Lover boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow, man. That's okay. <laughs> Kay Nuren says, my family puts ranch on their pizza, but I like chocolate Ranch syrup. on the pizza. See? Now, I know a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine in high school, Keith Horowitz, Used to take a pizza puff and put chocolate on it. Nah, man. Nah, I'm good. Big Big Dog O Town says, "Give me peanut butter. I'm trying to clog up the arteries." Shout over the Mobamba. Exactly. I love ranch. Yeah, ranch like, is. I'm, I'm a lit. Wow. Well, I'm... we know you love ranch as you refer to it as God's semen. So <laughs> it we is. know that you love ranch. It is. It is. And it, you know, anyway. Anyway. Um, what do you, what, like, what are some other things? Okay. So over frying chicken wings is terrible. Yeah. And eating flats. Nobody eats flats. Nobody eats flats. Like it's drums or you're dead, Jake. Promise me you'll never have drums again. You'll never have drums again. I'm I'm definitely having drums again. Okay. Chicken, chicken fingers or actual wings, drums and flats. Wings. Wings, yeah. Especially if you agree. got good ranch. If man. you get all drums with ranch, a little lemon Dude, pepper, mm. all drums. Yeah, the lemon pepper ranch combo is pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Man. I yes. I do not um some other things I don't like is pasta, the way people prepare pasta. 
Can we stop with the trend of, oh, let's just stop. Okay, so I'm going to boil pasta. If you don't put salt in your pasta water, you're dead to me. Anyway, please salt your pasta water. So I'm going to boil up some pasta, Mom. Do we have any butter in the house? Oh, dear. Oh, my. Stop putting butter on pasta. And, I will chain you to a pipe! And, <laughs> yes. And furthermore, don't be the kind of cock who drains his pasta, puts it back in the pan, and then just puts shredded cheese on top of it. Know, any, know anybody that does I don't that? Do yes, that. you no, do. I do not. Oh, my God. No, I do not do it that way at all. You're you telling me. You just throw the cheese right on top. That's not the way you do it. Oh, please do tell us. How do you put cheese on, yeah, on pasta dude. that you melted butter on? Yeah, you take it out of the pot, put it in a bowl, then put, then the, put cheese the cheese on. on. Oh, freaking casual. No, you did not put shredded cheese. You're casual. Like, yes, you do. If you're going to put shredded cheese on pasta, put some like actual red sauce. No. You know what I'm like? Nope. Actual man juice, nope. red nope. sauce. So wait, now and we've then, got a semen and then, a man then, juice yes. reference. And then you take a lot of cheese, put it on top and throw it under a broiler for no. three minutes. Okay. <laughs> and actually a broiler, have, bro. Who's and actually take the time. You've got a toaster oven. We're on to Cincinnati. I'm not doing that. You do things to pasta that should be illegal. Well, it tastes damn good to me, so, you know. Well, you know. And, Too yeah, bad. Okay. There you go. No butter or oil in the water. It's pointless. Thank you. Thank you. Salt the pasta water. And here's another thing that really bothers me. <clears throat> if you're going to make traditional spaghetti, just like, a stick of spaghetti. If you break that in half, I'm punching you in the dick. Like, wow. I'm serious. Wow. Do not break your spaghetti in half. Just put it in the pan. Oh, but it sticks out. Dude. M much like a peen, it'll go soft Dude, and fall back. stop. Stop. Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next my question. Okay, that's probably hip hop. But just let it, it'll fall into the water as it softens. I think that's hip You don't need to break it in half. Breaking pasta is a sacrilege. Um, That's like, the, you're, you're the asshole that gets like frozen ravioli. You're like, why did all the cheese come out of the ravioli pocket? <laughs> I don't understand. Because you're an idiot. That's why. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. You can buy pan-cut noodles now. But why would you? You can. You can. But why would you? Any other any other food pet, pet Yeah, peeps? overcooking burgers and steak. Oh, my God. Bless you. Man, you just redeemed yourself. Thank you. Please stop making steak that is cooked past medium. I don't Please. need hockey pucks, man. Please. I'm begging you. Like, do you understand? It's not steak anymore. Once it passes medium, it's not steak anymore. It should be a bright pink in the middle. It should have juice that flows out of it like the nectar of the gods. Like, that's what ste steak and burgers, burgers should be juicy, man, not dried out pieces of, of manure. That's pretty much self-explanatory. Like, I went to Ruth's Cafe up in Emigration Pass this past weekend, and they overcooked my chicken sausage to the point where I really couldn't eat it. Empty. It, the it, opposite of Yeah, course. my soul was empty. I died right there on the chair. Well, that's because I was farting. But anyway, the point is... The chicken sausage was overcooked. Please, people. And that's the other thing. When you're going to make a hot dog or 
a bratwurst or a sausage. Will you please boil it first? Please, please. I mean, I'm just, just you to me here, man. We're just, we're just being, you know, friends. Just boil the uh... shit first. You don't have to put it on the flame and overcook it and harden the skin and, and you know, like. Sorry, I thought you said harden the skin. These nuts, like, you wow. don't need to do that, man. Wow. Boil your your sausage, your brat, boil it first. I'd love it to be wider. Plump it up. <laughs> then put it over the flame for 35, 40 seconds. Concept you and your sticky fingers probably find hard to grasp. There's no reason to overcook your meat, bro. Man, God, thank you, Giggity. Stop overcooking your pasta, you loser. <laughs> pasta is 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 made al dente, and if you're if you're if you don't speak Spanish and you don't know what al dente means, I, it's not Spanish. Where's the Italian? Anyway, digame and stuff. My point is, if you don't know what al dente means. It's just a little under, firm, firm. That way you can toss it in your olive oil and vinegar or in your red sauce, sprinkle a little parm on top, get the Texas toast and dip it in there. And Obviously now, not. You're just a fat ass. Like it's amazing. <laughs> but when you overcook it, it's far less enjoyable. Dude, you are All right. far less enjoyable. Man. Monty got to keep it real. I like the flats. Oh, my God. Wow. Never, okay, if owned. You, listen, owned. if you could do me a favor and just delete the shout-out to Mo Bamba drop. Want, kick it. We'll flow. Oh, that's my boy, Big Dog. Big Dog. Let's go, baby. We'll never play the, we'll never play the, we'll never play the Mo Bamba drop again. Shout out to Mo Bamba. No, you <laughs> Wings, if you eat flats instead of drums, you're a vegan. Just be a vegan. Because okay. You, so that's how it's going You be. don't know what you're doing. You, flats dog, are flats dog. are not good. Flats are perfectly acceptable. Well, for Vladimir Putin, wow. when he's broke and his ruble ain't worth a dime. Pack your shit. Let's go. Jagoffs. Like, who does? They, like, are you kidding? Oh, hey, Monty, keep it real, man. I like the flats on Buffalo Wings. I really don't care if you think it's us. We had such a good thing going, big dog. Man. James Knight says, only thing that should be pink is the female genitalia. Wow, James. James, bro. First of all, we don't... James, do you and Cam Newton want... you want to go hang out with Cam, or what do you think? We don't weaponize the female genitalia on this show. Dude, okay? bro. First of all. Second of all, if you cook your meat well done, just don't. Just... Daddy? I'm serious. Sell your smoker. They actually don't sell it because you don't deserve to have money or happiness. When you cook something past medium... I just went Mike Tyson yeah. list. Something. When you cook something <laughs> half medium, you do not deserve. <laughs> when you cook your meat past medium, you don't deserve to have a smoker. Just this give what's going to happen. Tonto. And, and sell your house because you should be homeless. Wow. Eat it raw, man. You just said eat it raw. Probably too far. People cook steak beyond well done. It becomes congratulations. Okay. And, and and you see what happened were, uh let's see also people who use scissors to cut pasta while they eat fuck off nobody does that why do you have teeth nobody does that yeah i cooked my meat past medium and ended up with three kids well dude when you drain all the okay. juice out of your meat okay. bad things are gonna oh, happen God, semen mm. ranch dressing is the semen of the gods it is it <coughs> just it stop arguing well, after the ranch comment, I'm probably going to switch over to blue cheese. Okay. No, come on. Guy, Tanner, you had really been on a run of, like, awesomeness. And now you're talking hey about guys. blue cheese. Blue cheese is 
dude, no, got, nobody likes blue cheese. Hey they lie to you and they're like, oh, call it Roquefort and I'll eat it. <laughs> no, I won't. That's just like my mother-in-law is marrying a guy who likes blue cheese. There you He's just it. a hack. That's the level of Loserville you have to be in. <laughs> see, that came out. See what I meant? No, I had a this dream. This man was a bona fide okay. scrub. So in less than two weeks, my mother-in-law is marrying bullets on the table guy, right? Yeah. And I had a dream last night that I told him to off. Like, it was weird. <laughs> Bull of bullets is in my head. I had a dream that quote hit... quote bullets on the table guy. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> That's who he is. They're getting married like next week. By the way, Sunday I'll be at Mastros and you won't. Keep it real. Everybody ain't able, but I am. Anyway, all right, a couple more because we have to go. <laughs> big Dog O Town says I eat both on an equal basis. It's all about equality. I need my mobile. Big dog, <laughs> big dog. Real quick question. Quick question. Do you have like a smoker or grill or anything, or how do you make your wings? I need my Mobamba reinstated. <laughs> Shout the Mobamba. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Greg Hawkins says blue cheese is S tier, ranch is F tier. I also like flats, Monty. God. Why? See, what did I Why? tell you? I'm telling you that Greg, that Greg is talking about fisting burgers in ranch, and, and now he kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet. <laughs> and now he likes flats. <laughs> like I feel like I'm the only man left on earth. Well, I split logs with an axe. That's a lie. You split logs. But do you know that that's a huge trend on TikTok yes. right now? Yes. Men splitting logs yes. with axes. I'd be the guy who'd hit the the log. I'd miss and I'd put the axe into my shin bone. Daddy. Yeah. No, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. So you don't like your meat black, Monty? I like it wow. medium. I like wow. hot hot pink center. Yeah. Little juicy dripping out. That's it. You should probably play the music. Hey, guys. Blue cheese, yes. Ranch, no. is, ranch is a fat no. Okay, listen. Jeff listen, Johnson listen. betraying me. Dude, don't. Don't. <laughs> okay, Jeremy Bolton. We've pushed people too far today. Blue cheese comes from Satan's rectum. It's so gross. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, there, where's the Alex Caruso? You got to keep the streak alive, bro. He he mentioned Alex Caruso. He said Satan. Oh. Um, see what I, I helped you there, Greg. Anyway, I hate dry steak and other stuff. Canard says I would hope so. <laughs> and then Jeff's like, blue cheese, yes. Ranch is a fat no. no. Like, I don't understand Dude, that. No, ranch forever. I don't get it. Yes, sir. I have all kinds of cooking options. Let's Big go. Dog O Town says. Tweet at us. Aren't flats? Aren't flats just chicken strips? Yeah, bone-in chicken Dude, strips. Who does that? Stop with that. Who does that? Flats are not chicken strips. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Greg right says now. this has been a fantastic episode. I agree. All right, time to go. Until tomorrow, say uh, drums over flats, Jake. Don't do it. Say it. Say it. Flats all day, Jake. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>